Welcome to the Cosmic Pirate Podcast, episode number 17. I thought we would talk a little tech since my father is visiting from uh, North Carolina for the week. And he's uh, he keeps up to date with like the latest technology and stuff. He keeps tabs on that stuff pretty good. So I thought we could ask him some questions because there's a lot of people out there who don't know what's going on with regard to uh, widescreen HD and all this other type of uh, television technology. So I thought we'd bounce some questions off my dad and see if he could help us clarify things for maybe some of our listeners out there. And we'll call this the Tech Talk episode, and maybe we'll do some more of these in the future. And if you have any questions, feel free to chime in, Raj. And be aware, Raj, that I'm not the expert he says I am. I just, you know, I fiddle with it. Good enough for me. When it comes to that stuff, I'm a rank amateur, but I I try to stay up with it to a degree. It's not MTZ, but it keeps me current. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Had to be there, Dad. Right. Um, All right. So right into it. Let's see. Let's see. You You have LCD technology, plasma technology, and regular old CRT stuff, right? Well, so, go ahead. I was just going to ask, what's the difference between LCD and plasma technology in these newer TVs? Well, it's more than that. Forget CRT. Uh, CRT or cathode ray tube technology is still around. Uh, if you're a graphic artist or if you're in, in absolute uh, color correction type situation, you probably want to stay with the CRT, even though there are LCDs that are quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main difference between LCD and, and plasma is yes. just the technology. You, you, in, one, in one case, you see a glowing junction of a, of a semiconductor, and, which would be and, plasma. And plasma, in, okay. Yeah, and in the other case, you have a uh, shine-through technology where a backlight shines through a junction, whether it's on or off. And there are different types of LCD technologies. There's twisted pneumatic, and mm-hmm. you know you could go on and on. But basically, the difference is that uh, plasma is still considered by some to be superior in black level and okay. uh, in response, motion response. So to a gamer, uh, plasma is considered still a better alternative because of the motion response and, and so forth. LCD has a, a time lag situation where, although... I don't. I've never seen it. I have. I, I've looked for it. I have yet to see it. They claim that, like on a hockey game, where you have a white screen, you can see a trail behind the hockey puck. Okay. Or if you're playing a Xbox game or what have you, you can see trails behind the action. I have yet to see it, and and there are numbers thrown out. To, you know, if your if your LCD has a response time of less than or faster than five milliseconds or two milliseconds, then you won't see it. But I yeah. I don't know if it's a sales gimmick or if, if people are... But I, I think most LCD panels, and there have been many generations of them, I think they're in what they call now Generation 8. I, I don't really think that the the speed of the LCD flicking on and off for the light to shine through it is, is, uh, is a problem anymore. Uh, for the purist, the black level is a major problem. That's because, what I was just going to get Because LC, LCD, they claim, and even though there I'll disagree, I've, uh, I have yet to see an LCD of the, of, of the newer LCDs that uh, doesn't give me adequate black level. I, I think uh, the blacks are just about as black as my eyes want to see them, okay. but I'm not a purist. And so uh, the main disadvantages to uh, 
I suppose a a plasma would be that it's uh, it's very the, the screens on a plasma tend to be the glass screens right. instead of the matte screens, and they're very reflective. So that would you, be a drawback for me because I don't like to be seeing the window behind me while I'm watching TV. Yeah, it, well, like if that it, matte look that you get from the theater. But that's or that's a relative statement because what you're saying then is that you have been able to you have not been able to enjoy television right yeah. all of your life because all TVs all all CRT screens are totally reflected. Mm-hmm. So if if you've been able to handle the CRT screen reflect, reflectivity, then uh, you know it's 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 a point of argument you know what i guess i I never thought of it but you tend to put the tv facing in a direction where it won't have much to reflect don't you i guess in your house because you i guess subconsciously maybe you're aware that that reflection is going to happen if you face it with a window behind you if you're viewing it makes sense So you tend to face it into the room with a a wall that's not going to have any makes sense any any bright stuff on it but but there's always reflective things around you have table table lamps Mm -hmm. Uh, reading lamps and, yeah. and those just, things can you just uh, block it out. Those things can uh, throw a reflective light into the. If you're gonna if you're gonna be reading a book and you're watching a big LCD, uh, and you have a bright reading lamp behind you, it probably won't affect you. But if you're watching a, a plasma or a big CRT, that that reading light is going to be a glaring blob right in the middle of your picture, and you have to adjust the reading light to where it doesn't affect the reflection. Right. Where where it doesn't reflect, so it uh, it's relative. But what I think, what I like about LCDs is that they've come down in price. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get 1080p LCDs now that are way down in price. Uh, up until a year ago, uh, you couldn't even get a, L- a plasma of the LCD sizes uh, in 1080. It had to be 720. They've now come up to 1080. So uh, it's it's. In my opinion, it's a moot point. Uh, if I was in a if I was in a room uh, that had almost no reflection, and if I wasn't going to worry about reflection and wanted a true black levels and and good response time and a perfect picture, I would pick a plasma. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm an everyday guy who who deals with windows and reading lights and everything else. And I think that the matte finish of an LCD, uh, even though it doesn't have the black levels. Is adequate. I and and the the forty seven inch LCD that Mom has is a prime example. You've seen it. Is there? Mm-hmm. Do you see anything wrong with it? Oh no, not at all. Well, one thing I was going to comment is you, you go and see a movie at the theater, and you got this theater experience. You're watching a movie on your TV at home. It's watching TV at home. Even if it's a movie or rented or whatever else, it's not the same experience. So if I can have a widescreen experience in my home, I would almost want it to be similar to that movie experience, which was a, a matte kind of screen, you know, not a reflect, Certainly. not, not Absolutely. a, a, a and that's, glossy that's why, thing that reflected stuff. That's why I was going to say, you know, you say, what's the difference between LCD or what, what have you? But uh, most purists don't, do not even bother with LCD or, or plasma. They get a uh, either a DLP or an LCD front projector, and they okay. actually project the image from a projector, just like in a movie theater. And uh, that, to me, gives the best movie theater experience. And I think that uh, the front projection, to me, is I've, I've always loved movies. I've, I've been a movie fan since day one. I'm not a television fan. I, I don't watch television. tonight. This week here in Jersey has been probably the most I've watched television in the last five years. 
because uh, I have nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> but I have a, a, a I, I have a affection for front projection. I'm on my third Very front. Very good. Thank you. An yeah. affection for front projection. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> hey, you like that, Raj? Affection for front projection. You still with us, Roger? Uh, I'm with you, but uh, I've got a really bad connection. I'm having trouble understanding. I'm not saying much. I'm not saying much. (laughs) Does it sound a little better now, or? Yeah, it's starting to clear up. Okay, good. Um, And and please feel free when you hear a gap in in the discussion to maybe chime in if you've got a question or something. uh, So anyway, I'm a. Well, there hasn't been a gap. I know. (laughs) I am a uh, front projection. Fan and then there's two types of front projection. Again, you know, you say plasma LCD. You have DLP and LCD, and DLP, which is a Texas Instrument uh, patented system, uses little tiny flicking mirrors with a spinning spinning wheel. And what does that, that DLP stand for? Digital light projection, okay, I believe. I believe. Uh, and I, it, it uses a spinning wheel to affect the colors, and that affects a lot of physical placement uh, uh, issues. Uh, as, as you see with the DLP projector, they, uh, because of the spinning wheel, now in the, we're talking consumer, consumer level projectors. We're not talking about the big $15,000, $20,000 projectors. We're talking $1,000, $2,000 projectors. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought we were talking about IMAX. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Raj, you can come pretty darn close to IMAX with a with a with a simple old home two thousand dollar home front projector. Uh, the, the new ones now, the the Panasonics and the Sanyos, the Mitsubishi's, they're they're up to ten eighty now. So you can have a ten eighty front projector on a hundred and three inch screen, and you're sitting uh, three four feet away from it. You're in IMAX, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think of the? Uh projectors that you can buy like to hook up to your computer and stuff it's not you know a regular tv it's just a projector you mean a rear a re- uh, you're talking about a rear projection uh, that was going to say that's another technology that's been very popular for the larger screen i think he's just talking about the projectors they sell for like presentations yeah where you can plug in it's typically just yeah. used for computer presentations and projecting on the screen or something most most people drew has one that was designed and built and packaged as a business traveling business projector, and he it's an LCD projector, and it's one of my older ones I gave to him. I don't know if you, I guess he hadn't told you that he has one. Now. No, I haven't even talked to Roger since. Yeah. Uh, last and week. Uh, I gave him it's a it's a it's a 480p, which means it's SVGA. It's not even high, it's not even considered it's high, not def. high def. No, but you know but, what? It's, but if it's, you look at the picture from it, it's excellent. And uh, right now the. Uh, the, the, you're talking about like a business type projector that you can take on the road for business type uh, presentations. Most of those now that you're buying are 720p, and that's considered high def. Uh, yeah. So just I mean, well, I, I've been seeing a lot of them in the stores, and prices are coming way down on them. Absolutely, absolutely. And you can use it for presentation. There's nothing you, to say you can't use it for watching a movie. You right? can watch it for for it's watching a, a movie beautifully, without a bit of problem. Uh, you know, you get into the, you, you have, basically you have two types of front projectors that you can use. One is the, the one you mentioned, the business type projector, uh, which has a lot of portability de- devices, like some even have built-in loudspeakers and so forth. And then you have the one that's designed for the home movie buff or home theater, 
And those are a little less portable. They're bigger, they're heavier, they're a little clumsier. Uh, fan noise is a, is, a, is a problem, not a problem, but fan noise is an issue that most manufacturers are aware of now. And they, uh, they've gotten the fan noise down to a point where if it's you know, two or three feet away from you, you don't even hear the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah. And if, you, if you're going to use it to watch a movie on, you're probably going to have surround sound hooked up to it anyway, so you probably wouldn't hear the fan. Right over the. Uh, it is a fan true. going on. Sound true. A fan going yeah. on this, Absolutely. On this mixer and you, and you would, the, the the surround sound issue would have nothing to do with the projector anyway, because you would just be feeding the projector a, you know, a, a composite or a component or an S video or DVI or HDMI type connection. So it's right. strictly un, unless you're talking HD HDMI now does carry audio, but uh, up until HDMI. Uh, there was what's, no audio involved. It was strictly a video signal. What's uh, what's HDMI stand for? I think it's high definition media interface or something. Oh, oh, oh like that's that. right. That's right. You said that the other day. I think yeah. And that's that's you just said that's a step up from S video. What S no, video? No, 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 no. Oh, absolutely com- component not. If, you, if you're going to go, if you if you want to talk the hierarchical issue, the basic yellow plug that you and I and everybody else grew up with was what they call composite video mm-hmm. it carried all the video signals down one wire the yellow plug and then you put the audio through the red and the white plug right right familiar with that raj absolutely yes. and then to, to improve the video they took the yellow plug and they uh, they broke up the video signal into chrominance and luminance and they made it s video some people call it super video but it technically stands for separate video huh. and that that improved I, in my eyes, I really can't see that much difference, but technically it improved the video signal. Mm. And then they came out with the forerunner to digital, which was component video. Now, that's the one where you have three wires. You have a, a red, green, and a blue, and that breaks the signal, the video signal down further yet. So there's – see, when, when you send a video – a video signal is a fairly complex waveform, and when you send it down a single wire – the pieces of the waveform tend to bump into each other and create fringing and, and, and so forth. So by breaking up your sync pulses and your all your other pulses and your color information into three separate wires, uh, you were able to eliminate all the, I don't want to call it interference, but interact interaction between the different signals that were in that waveform. And so component... You get a pure of each color yeah. signal, yeah. A component... Component was basically the uh, the best of the of the analog signals, and then of course, without even going any further, you've got the VGA version also, which is the computer interface. Mm. And I think in most people's minds, the VGA is probably equivalent to component as far as quality. And then you went, you know, SVGA, XVGA, and what have you. Uh, and then when digital came out. They came up with something called Digital Video Interface, DVI. Okay. And that was the first of the, of the single-wire digital signals. had a special plug on the end of it. Their computers had an output that you could connect to DVI. And there was, DVI is a pure digital signal, but it contains no audio on that wire. And then they came out with the HDMI. And what they did with HDMI is they added the audio... Digital, digital, not red, not red and white RCA jack, but digital audio of many different types. And so 
now you have basically HDMI is now considered the ipso facto standard for connecting computers, receivers, what have you, televisions to each other. And now the and now we're going through different permutations of HDMI. I believe there's a new one that's going to be hitting the market here. <laughs> it'll when, never stop. Yeah. Oh no, it'll never stop. I think <laughs> we'll find uh, a newer way, a yeah. better way. To HDMI 1.3, I think, is going to be the latest. And uh, it's it's almost to a point now where you've got to just concentrate on staying up with HDMI permutations and, and not even worry about the rest of it. Yeah. So, you still there, Raj? I'm still here. Uh, so anyway, then there's another pr- thing we haven't discussed, and that was the the rear projection televisions, which are probably for large screen people the most popular. Those were really? all th- those were all LCDs, and you could buy a 50 inch television screen uh, with a matte finish, no mm-hmm. reflection, uh, two thousand dollars or less. But you had this huge bulk piece of machinery, right? Because you took basically took a rear projection projector, built it into a base with mirrors, and then reflected that that light beam through a, a, into a mirror, which then reflected onto your screen. So you're actually you're actually it's a front projector that you're watching as a rear projector. And the problem with those was that the uh, as with all front projectors is that the lamp. Uh, is is a projection lamp like in a slide projector or a 16 millimeter or 8 millimeter movie projector and it suffers from one slight fault it burns out right yeah and and the newer lamps that put out a lot of power a lot of lumens a lot of light wattage uh are expensive and uh, when the first first rear projection TVs came out uh, you could replace a lamp for a couple of hundred bucks but what happened was that people didn't know how to handle these quartz iodine type lamps, and they would put the disregard instructions, and they would pull them out with their fingers, uh-huh. and leave grease on the lamp, and plug a new one in, and it would burn out very quickly because the the heat would concentrate on the grease spots, and it would literally burn out. So then the manufacturer the manufacturer said, "Oh well, we've, we're going to solve it. We're going to put the lamps in what we call a lamp housing." So now when, when Joe Blow on the street is, has to change a lamp in his rear projector TV, he no longer can touch the lamp because he mm-hmm. has to change the lamp housing. And, of course, that brings the price up to exactly. three, 350 bucks because now it's, now it's a $100 lamp in a, a lamp housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, all of these things have their problems, but I, I love them all. Hey, uh, by the way, how much life do I have left on the bulb in my projector? <laughs> I don't know, but you can just push a button and find out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, you probably have a couple of thousand hours left on it. Good. That's good to know. Uh, anything you got? Anything for us, Raj? Uh, not really. What did I do? Overwhelm you, Roger? <laughs> oh, I'm just swimming in knowledge now, man. <laughs> Very informative talk. Well, it gets uh, it gets a lot more complex than what we covered here, but that's that's uh, you know. I, I I barely scratched the surface. I got a I got a quick one here. Um, cables cable companies are switching to digital. Correct. It's the the television networks can be broadcasting in digital. Well, all television. All television. Is going all television is going to go digital, and your antenna can pick up 
the signal, Correct. but you need a converter box. Or digital TV. AST, there are different types of tuners. The basic okay. CRT tuner that you and I grew up with is an NTSC, National Television Standards Tuner, NTSC right. tuner. That will not capture digital television. So the new tuners that have been in the TV since, uh, I believe, uh, 05 or something like that, uh, is what they call an ATSC. And the ATSC tuner will capture digital. Now, if you have a regular old TV with an ATSC tuner or digital tuner, throw up an antenna and you can get a high-definition signal. Okay, so those people don't need to do anything. Yeah. Now, high, uh, let me understand. Make you, uh, let me clarify that. High-definition signals have been available from local television stations for years. But now you're locked into a digital signal. A lot of people are getting... Digital and high def mixed up. Digital is not high def. However, high def is digital. So you can still you can That's still right. get a, a a lower definition signal on digital. It doesn't have to be high def. That depends on the station. Most stations will, of course, transmit high it's def. Just the mode of transmitting the data. It's just easier. Yeah. So if you have a television that has a standard uh, NTSC tuner. You have to send to the, well, you don't have to send to anybody. You go down to Walmart and buy a, a, a converter box for $50, and you connect it to your TV, and you can pick up the new signals. Uh, if you want to save some money, you contact the FCC. You ask for a coupon. You get a $40 coupon sent to you, and mm-hmm. you can take this coupon to Walmart and pay 8 $9 right, for the okay. converter. Uh, you still have to... Connect the com- then you connect the converter between the antenna and the television. Now, if you have a cable connection... I was just going to ask a guy uh, like me. Then you don't have to worry about it. He's already it. got his cable. Yeah, yeah, because cable will continue to provide uh, the required signal. Now, by FC... And this is a, a, a point of contention. I don't know if it's contention, but a, a question in, in the air, in the ether, is that... According to what I've read is that the FCC mandates that the cable television provide a compatible signal until the year 2013. What happens after 2013, I don't know. It's entirely possible that after 2013, if you have a television with an NTSC tuner, uh, you're, you're, you're done. Mm. And you have to, if you want to watch TV on it, you have to buy a box, converter yeah. box, and watch it over the air. By that time, I, or some, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I. But right now, if you have a older TV that doesn't have a digital tuner uh, and have cable, basic cable, uh, you're good to go till 2013. Cool. And and in Wilmington, of course, we're. That goes for satellite too. Uh, what's that about satellite, Raj? I said that goes for satellite what? too. If you have a satellite, the uh, signal's already converted for you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no no need to change anything. That's a whole different ballgame, isn't it, satellite? Because here you're talking... Well, no, I no, guess that's no, an analog it's signal, no, it's right? Not. It's just a different... It's the same ballgame. It's just a different way of delivery. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well uh, they're sending an analog signal, right? And now it's going to switch to an analog carrier wave with with yeah. just so a your bit television stream can, yeah. that the, the converter box yeah. will convert yeah. and show it. But that's, that's done in the, in the converter. The, mm-hmm. the, you see, when satellite... And cable, other than basic cable. With, with satellite, there is no basic satellite. 
-hmm. you have to have a box because you're getting a digital signal from the satellite. The satellite, if the satellite were to send you an analog signal, it would have to be the size of Manhattan because yeah. of the power requirements. So they, they send you a digital signal, and then the box does the converting. With cable, you have the two options. You can have the basic analog cable, which is usually the lower channels, up to like channel 60 well, or 70. What I have, I have... Uh well, I have broadcast basic, which is just antenna service, basically. Yeah, and the, the, you've got the basic antenna service, which is, what, which is what you would get over the air with an antenna. Then you have what they call the analog service, or tier, as they like to call it, which runs up to, it depends, I guess it depends on, this, on the service, but I think it runs up to about channel 60 or 70, somewhere near. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, you've got digital. And then further on, added on, you have high def also. So you've got... So c cable is actually providing you with three tiers. You've got an analog tier, digital tier, and a high-def tier. But I'm not going to lose my TV because no. i got broadcast basic. No, no. In fact, uh, Wilmington, Wilmington, what's today's date? Well, you will if you forget to pay your cable bill. <laughs> yes. yeah. That is true. That's true. What's today's date? Today is the, the 12th. 12th. Today's the day. Wilmington switched, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, switched to all digital. And aren't they, is that like the test location? It's, it is the test location, yeah. To find out how it's going to uh, yeah. affect, and, and then and then they would just they uh, figured they would do Wilmington first because we are so laid back in Wilmington that if anything screws up, we'd be the last to complain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what the hell am I doing? I'm noticing my signal is all the way over on the right, but I guess that doesn't matter. Are we are you still getting us, Raj? I'm still getting okay. you. Hey, listen, I'm, 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 I'm glad too. that this was the Roger Drew show because uh, you've really added a lot to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, haven't I? I was going to say, Roger, now you know where I get it from because Roger never gets a word in as edgewise when we're just the two of us anyway. Well, I, <laughs> you know, after, after teaching school for 25 years, you, you learned the technique and one of them's <laughs> talking. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned something before. You, were, you said 1080p. 720 and and flying these numbers around i assume that that means a resolution of some basic, kind basic basically it's the resolution i, I yeah. know that there's 1080i as well can you tell us a little bit about the difference well, I, is, I and p is uh, with the old crt tvs if you look real close you can see a whole bunch of little lines yep. scanning back and forth and and they these lines are scanned twice every every other line is scanned and these lines are put together to form a picture, and your eyeball doesn't really see the difference in a scan rate unless you have a very good eyeball. And that is and called interlace. And it's like every other one draws on, and then it's filled in in between. The next scan, it fills in the next one. That's, right. so, so if you hold a, uh, a pencil up to your screen and waggle it back and forth, you see you will. that pencil see kind of... A moire a moir pattern effect, effect, yeah. effect or something. The pencil looks like it's going slower because of that strobe uh, effect from right. the lines drawing yeah, on that's it. That's right. Absolutely. And again, the same reason you can't uh, film a TV screen directly because you'll get... Because the, of the interlace. The Correct. Correct. Interactivity between Correct. the uh, frame rate and the, the frame rate, rate. The frame rate. And that's, that's been a major problem with, with uh, movies. You, you have a... Uh, well, all, all digitals in 30 frames per second, and all movies are 24 frames per second. Right. So they've had to play games, and they've they've come up with. Uh, I, I I can get into it, but it would take another half hour, basically, with my my that's, way of explaining things. That's, but that's it, Tech Talk episode two. <laughs> it's called it's called pull it's called pull down. 
Okay. And because because 30 and 24 don't divide into things equally. Now, if you look at the new new televisions on the market, Samsung's LCD uh, or whatever, Samsung, Sony LCDs, you notice they're talking about a 120 hertz 120 hertz speed. And people saying, what, is, what does that mean? Well, it simply means that that's the lowest number that you can come up with that 24 and 30 will divide into. So okay. if, you, if, if the sync on that television is 120, they don't have to worry about any pull-downs. And basically what pull-down did was it showed you two frames, then a half a frame, and then two and a half frames. Gotcha. And, and, and it, divided, it divided things and people, the pure, again, did I see any difference? No. The purists say they can see the pull-down effect on like waving flags and things of that nature. You can mm-hmm. see the stair-stepping. So by, by going to 120 hertz sync on the televisions, they now have a, 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 a number that 24 frames per second and 30 frames per second divide into, and now they don't have to worry about pull-downs. Okay. And so that is it. But that's basically the, the interlace part. Uh, the P part means simply progressive. That means that every pixel is painted on the screen as a pixel at once. So there's no interlacing and, and there's no. It's one to one with nothing forgiven. And what you see is what you get. And again, depending on the scan rate of the, of the electronics right. that fires, I, I don't want to say scans, but fires the pixels or fires the, the junctions. It draws the image top to bottom in one shot, not skipping every other one. Interlacing. And, other. If, and most televisions now that you get that are rated 1080p have a built-in, what they call a built-in de-interlacer. Mm-hmm. So even if you feed them a 1080i signal, which is still a good high-resolution signal, high-def signal, what you get always will be 1080p, one-to-one. Yeah, it kind of takes it before you see it and puts the, puts the, get, the uh, scan together and so, then shows it to you. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You understand that, Raj? Uh, yeah. Pretty cool stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. I, was, I always had questions about this stuff, so I thought it would be interesting to uh, bring it up and, uh, and see what we could come up with. Did you have any funny news items for tonight, Raj, for us? Anything happen? Uh, news items. No news? I got a couple oddballs. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do the news first, but we'll get to it now. Let's see. Okay, there's a, uh, a judge in Hillsborough County that has decided that People appearing in his court can no longer come in with the uh, baggy, droopy pants. Hmm. If your underwear is showing, you won't appear in his court. Hmm. He had uh, 61 prisoners come in, and several of them had the pants falling down where their underwear was showing. He made all 61 of them go back and get pants that fit properly before they can come back to his court. God bless him. <laughs> Did you see the... Uh... The butt bandit? No. The butt bandit terrorizes town. This is from metro.co.uk. A vandal dubbed the butt bandit is upsetting people in, in a town by pressing his naked behind where it should not be pressed. <laughs> people in Valentine, Nebraska say they wish he would find another way to make his mark. I get it. <laughs> Very good. But, uh, Change the subject. Yeah. Well, we do, we do our fun. We do our stupid news. <laughs> That's all. We got the underpants minister here, too. Human waste to be alternative fuel. 
Very nice. Well, that's been talked about for years. Methane, yeah. methane is. I mean, that's not human waste, but yeah. methane, methane's been used as an alternative fuel on farms for decades. Isn't there a isn't there a company that captures uh, dumps too? What's in dumps? I was just going to say yeah, there, a there's a landfill out uh, out west somewhere. I think that that is just a huge landfill that actually a nearby factory captures the uh, the fumes. That would be escaping from there. Yeah, decomposes yeah. like that. And actually, use that energy. Old technology. Yeah. Been around for decades. Anyway, we got about thirty. I guess. I guess that <laughs> when a farmer first saw his, his first lit up cow fart, he realized he could do something. With it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. Dad drops drops the uh, the joke here. Very good. Drops down a notch for our sake. I'd like to know how he saw that first cow. Hey, Mabel, come check this out. Boom, boom. <laughs> the cow, cow walked by one of his. Uh, he walked by with a cigarette. One or of something. his lava lamps, or yeah. something, or not lava lamps, but what his, do they call those things? Tiki, tiki sticks, tiki by, lamps. His old, uh, his old oil lamp or something. Yeah, yeah. Set his door on fire. Set the barn on fire. Isn't that how the uh, big fire in Chicago started? No. Yes, they say it was a cow knocking over a yes. lamp, but it could have been a cow. Fart. It was probably a cow farting on a lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. The big we Chicago, never know how many of these. The big Chicago fire. The big Chicago fire, right? Uh, well, I think that's I think that's a good cast. We got a lot of info in there. Yeah, and I thank you for coming on, Dad. My pleasure, guys. Good, always as always, good talking to you, Roger. Yes, you there? It's interesting. Hey, yes, lost, I'm here. We lost Roger. Hello. Hello. Roger is silent. It's that damn mute button Damn again. mute button. I knew you were going to say that. The damn <laughs> I got to put a shield over this thing. He's got a mute button on his oh, headset mic, and he like hits it by mistake, and he'll be sitting there talking, and we can't hear anything. The button is its huge. It's about the size of a quarter. It's ridiculous. Hey, Raj. Yes? You have the other side of the coin of the anti-small button, mute button crowd that says... Oh, I've got a cough, and this Button's mute button small. is so tiny yeah. I can't find it. Got Didn't that. they call? What did they call that back in the? <laughs> I never the had burp that button problem. Or something back in the uh, cough. You no, worked in radio. Cough button. Sure. Yeah. Cough. You button. would press it if you had to cough or whatever else you had to do. Then you. Well, yeah. Most most DJs uh, in the old days didn't use cough buttons. We just used to kind of. <laughs> In the old days, you were when I went to radio school and what have you. Were always told, "Do not apologize." If you hawk into the microphone or what have you, <laughs> just keep do on not going. apologize. Just keep on going. And I watch some of these people now on television. You know, where they'll, <laughs> "Oh, I'm so sorry. I must not have had enough water this evening. I shall make sure that I get <laughs> shut up and go on." You know, so I can, I can, I think back to some of my professors saying these things that i can see their point yep yeah you know and also, cough, cough and go nobody will notice it's a natural human thing to do once in a while yeah I want to thank you pop for coming on and uh, thanks for listening everybody we'll catch up to you guys next time on the cosmic pirate radio show later good day